Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Starbucks Pistachio Latte will transport you to your happy place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso and milk, all with a brown buttery topping. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I'm coming at you solo today. Kristen is not with us because all that really has to happen at the top of this episode is I have to intro you into a remastered episode. We do this from time to time. We haven't done one in a while. If you're not familiar with what we do and why we do it, this show has been going on for a number of years, and in the early days, we didn't know what we were doing, so the production value is not great, the audio levels are kind of all over the place, uh, it's maybe a little long, so what we like to do from time to time, especially when an artist is worth revisiting, we will go ahead and remaster that thing, I go back in, I cut it down for clarity, I make sure the levels are a little more consistent, and I will also drop in some song clips as needed, try to up the production value across the board. And today, because they are on the ballot again, I thought it was time to revisit our Devo episode from 2018, if you can believe it. This was recorded on October 16th, released October 19th, 2018. It is our Devo episode with our good friend River Butcher, who, if you listen to the show, you might know we do our fantasy draft episodes often with River. But this episode is from 2018, the first time Devo was on the ballot. They have returned to the ballot twice. They're on this year. And since they're on the ballot this year, I thought, why not give another listen? So what I've done is I've cut down this episode, which I think it was over an hour and a half to a pretty tight 30-ish minutes just of Devo talk. And this is also during the era where we would play music and talk over it. So there's a good amount of that when you might be used to just us dropping in clips uh, and hearing the music. So you've got that going. And, uh, you know, I've uh, done my best to make it a, a fun walk down memory lane. So enjoy this remastered edition of the River Butcher Devo episode from 2018. Devo. Devo. Yep. The band Devo, a band that has uh, connections to Akron, mm-hmm. uh, and specifically Kent, because they formed uh, at, at Kent, Kent State. State. Yeah. I mean, when people think of Kent State, they think of the shooting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Devo has said... People they were, our age. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devo has said on the record, I mean, because they were there. Yep. Uh, oh, they were at the school yes. when it yeah, happened? So was, Wait, yes. hold so up. So was Chrissy Hind. 
So <gasps> was Chrissy Hind. Oh my gosh! And they, she was they, there. These are when it happened. I mean, Chrissy Hind outside. Is, I genuinely, I love her. Have so you all covered <laughs> the Pretenders at all? We haven't because they've uh, they, they've been in. in. Right. They're, they're oh, yeah, immediately. They're in. They, they got, got, in they got in immediately. Glance across the Pretenders real quick after I, we <laughs> get yeah, more into. Yeah, for I sure. love the Pretenders. Uh, yeah, we, we've just brought up that we love the Pretenders, and they're yeah. an artist that we consider we call an FYE because they're first year eligible. They got in immediately. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have that with those kinds of riffs. I mean, it's just what she's undeniable. If Undeniable. you will. Yeah, it really is. Uh, great but song Devo writing. has pointed to the Kent State shooting as kind of the impetus for creating their band. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, be- <laughs> I mean, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, and then sometimes. So here's the thing. Uh, we'll begin with what do I know about Devo? Oh, okay. Very little. Here's the things mm-hmm. I know about Devo. I know Whip It. I know the hats. I know that Mark Mothersbaugh is in is in it. He is, and I know that he's he did in, all the. In, 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 in. I know he did all the Rugrats uh-huh. yeah. too. I've heard Devo songs, but that's really it. Okay. I own no none known of their music. When we've talked about them in the past, I've said that I think one of the biggest blocks for them kind of being considered for the hall is that I think that many people consider them a novelty band yep. because mm-hmm. of the that, hats. Because of the hats. <laughs> Because of the hats. Yeah, the yeah. hats and when a, a band... And the kind of Buddy Holly glasses and the like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole thing. No, I know what you mean. It's it's almost indescribable. It's, it's a pretense. <laughs> and it's not, they don't have pretense. They yeah. don't have it. It's just that when that thing exists within the context of everything else, you're like, what the hell is this? But if you actually just like listen... Because like I was just talking about Whip It today because I was getting ready for this. Like <laughs> I I was like, if I... When, when, not if, when I run for public office, uh-huh. That will be my campaign song because yes. Whip It is about, a campaign song. It's about, it's about Jimmy about, Carter. Yeah, it, it's about oh, it's like, about whipping votes. Well, it's, it's wait, not exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, I'm like very into politics. <laughs> no, wait, it's not about whipping votes. No, no, well, no, no. Uh, it's it's about like uh, Bob Cassell wrote it as like a satire of go go forward. Yeah, move ahead. It's not too late. You when know, a it's problem all, comes along, yeah. you must whip it. Like yeah. almost as this jokey like political phrase. Yeah, yeah, and it was about at the time. Jimmy Carter's policies or maybe his missteps and like so, yeah. the the disconnect between what was actually happening like they're like let down essentially of what Jimmy Carter could do or they, what they wanted him to do uh-huh. the, and the promise what was actually of Jimmy hap- Carter exactly, versus yes, what happened exactly, versus yeah. what happened and they're sort of like disillusioned with politics at the time you say joke which is what I think people think they are a joke but that's not what it is they're extremely the, in on it they're extremely in on it like they know what they're doing like they're art students mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Art students at Kent State University who watched the government murder their friends. So they were just like, how can I respond to this? Mm-hmm. And it's like not ironic detachment. It's being very bathed in the satire that you were creating in that it comes out of you almost like you can't stop it. And I know that to be true because I've gone through the Akron Art Museum, did an entire floor of Mark Mothersbaugh's art. There was so much it was in stacks. And that's just wow. what they had. Right. Yeah, so I can't to. imagine. And like, was all of it transcendent? No. But the amount, the output of art and creation and making things was. Wow. He and those guys were just like, we have this going on. We are thinking about this on such a level that 
it has to be this ridiculous mm-hmm. because if it wasn't, no one would take us seriously and they still don't, yeah. but they still, they listen they and it became a huge pop song. If, they had yeah. if you, any eighties mix, any like, this is the eighties has yeah. that song has on it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, not that many people know what it actually is, but you're thinking about it. And when you, when we talk about pretense and, and pretension, Devo considers themselves or they did at, at their peak, not necessarily a band, but an art collective. Exactly. They uh, weren't just about... They are not men. <laughs> Q. Yeah, are, are we, we not, not men? men? Uh, we are Devo. We are Devo. I have my mom's copy of that, too, with the poster still in it. Incredible. Yeah. They were not exclusively focused on music. It was everything. I mean, mm-hmm. there was always a visual component, and that's why we have well, I these mean, stark images of them. Well, I mean, that's kind of the beginning, right. too. Of, I mean, not the beginning, but that's very emblematic of that kind of, like, new wave, where it was like... But not really, because uh, they're not new wave at all. But, I mean, they're in that... I've put they're them considered, near they're considered, that. No, I know you do. Yes. The, the peak of the album Freedom of Choice came out at a time when punk was kind of over, and the way to categorize these bands that maybe were even kind of disparate, but they were happening at the same time, yes. was new wave. Especially when they have like visual components to them I think, right. or like, you know, like the post-punk like yeah. visual components but when i think of new wave now i think of bauhaus and like human league and stuff which was a visual right. flock of seagulls style sure. as opposed to like devo is not like this is our style they're like this is us this is mm-hmm. we're telling you something with all of this you know whereas new wave for me was like it's stylized which is i like about it i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not but uh, you don't think that devo is stylized well, not no. in, a, in the specific new wave style not in the not in the not specific in the, in the duran duran vein of right what or we flock of seagulls or whatever to be but that i feel like that's like the commodification of it in a way yeah do you know well, what i mean sure. like that, i guess I think that's why like, i'm delineating it mm-hmm. because i i think that devo is some is a band that cannot be commodified even though they were and like <laughs> what, what they're uh-huh. doing i think is i don't want to create like some sort of higher like one's better than the other but i just i have an appreciation for what devo was doing retrospectively because i think they were operating on such a high level of intellect and artistic intellect that like to lump them into new wave is to do them a major disservice do you think then to me it feels like then you think that new wave is like a is a, no, um, a denigrating term in a way well i just think to that band because they're so hard to understand and comprehend and they're also not a band that like on a saturday when you're cleaning your house you're gonna throw on are we not met you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's just not it's stuff that you have to very deliberately listen to whereas new wave i might just throw that on and listen to it you know, and i'm not mm-hmm. denigrating it uh-huh. I, well, I, I just mean, mean, I just, right. I also to, to maybe don't Devo. have like a specific. I think I have a very expansive view of New yes. Wave. I think oh, I yeah. include mm-hmm. a lot. Which of, would and sometimes them. it's and I'm, just I'm, yeah. the time period. Yes, yeah, exactly. more than anything. More and than, I think it's a. Region I mean, I think too. like the Talking mm-hmm. Heads went from like post punk, and then yeah. they kind of had some new waves. To I mean, to me, yes. I mean, Devo and Talking Heads. That's I'm put, those I would are, put like, them in the same thing. They're making art. They're not making. The Talking Heads are like right, and my favorite band, and, and they I are, consider them. They are considered the, to be new wave, and yeah, shows right. like the, the B52s vein. are considered yes, to be exactly, yeah. and that's new what wave. I mean by like these bands that have art, like what they're doing is also visual, like it's auditory, it's visual, it's art, it's. Mm-hmm on a different level and it's strange it's weird totally it's 
queer, if you will, yeah. like, you know, yeah. yes, like, right. sure. and, and I think that that's one of the coolest parts about those types of music. It's cool that people had to look at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. It's good and important that people had to see it. And if we want something definitive on the Rock Hall's website for the nominee bio, Ooh. the very first, the kind of header it says Devo, New Wave Pioneers of Sound and Vision. Yo. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> you know what? You guys can both be right. <laughs> yeah, we totally can. I like that they're wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I I also think they're new wave. So like right, to say yeah. all this shit, I'm like, yeah, of and then course. Be like, yeah, but yes, absolutely, they are. They are but uh, also like not at all. But and, and part yeah. part of like what's interesting about kind of right place, right time for Devo is because they were so visual and so concerned with the visuals, they were more or less making music videos before MTV. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like right at the time when MTV needed music videos, they were like, oh, we've been making these already <laughs> yeah. for ostensibly art installations and yeah. like our live shows. And because we just make every type of art, we have these music videos and they are artistically done. Whereas most of the music videos in the early days of MTV was like Rod Stewart lying on a couch <laughs> or like fake, yeah. fake concert footage from Mario yeah, Speedway. Right. Yes. Yes. And so they were able to provide this weird oh disorienting. Gosh, the fake concert footage. I That's like an element I have that that was a forgotten. Time. That, that was, was a real what time. some bands. That's all they would do. Yeah, because yeah. they, they had such a chip on their shoulder, and a lot of it came from this like macho, like I'm not putting on makeup right. kind of thing. Where like, well, yeah. we'll just what, would we play songs? We'll pretend to play. And then a, song. a couple of years later, they're like, I'm putting makeup on yeah. right now. <laughs> I am not selling records, so I better put on some makeup. Yeah. So the only criteria for getting into the rock hall is that it has to be 25 years after your first released recording. How long has Devo been eligible? Devo was eligible in 2003. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and this is their first nom? So, yeah, this is their first nom, so there's been 15 really? years of, of 2003, snubbery. 25 years after your first release? release recording? I think, I want to say maybe the Mongoloid they... single Weird. was 77. <laughs> That's pretty much the only criteria, though, which is frustrating because you see bands get inducted, you see bands not get inducted, and there's no real idea or criteria listed for why. So what I've done, just (laughs) kind of assessing the artists that have been inducted, I've put together a list of criteria that I think if you do well in enough of these categories, I think you will be inducted. And also, I mean, a, a category that we, we never bring up, but like if you've been nominated, like if you're nominated this year, yeah, you have a better shot than uh, someone who's not. <laughs> so let's go through these categories and we'll kind of assess Devo's uh, merits. So first up is critical acclaim, which like if you want a critic's darling, you kind of can't do better than Devo. They're an artist that when it they're, comes down to... They're cool to people yes they're like, they're to, cool to, to, critics to critics in particular yeah, critics. because i think critics probably see themselves in these guys who these, like, are nerdy because if, if you're looking at the, what the traditional quote or or sort of established music critic is like a white nerdy guy with glasses, <laughs> with glasses yeah. and like ba- basically mark mother's yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's so like, like literate because yeah. you know devo's an extremely literate band yeah you know you look at them versus like let's say van halen right you know yeah, yeah. Who's is having... van halen in the rock yeah. hall oh, they yeah, got right, in right, sure, away. Sure. right away is duran duran they're not do you think they ever will mm-hmm. be? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is th- kind of sad. I mean, they made a lot of really great music, mm-hmm. but they literally just did it to get girls. Yeah. Which is like, like most a Bon Jovi of this, right. in a way. I don't know. It just is know. kind of. I, I, thinking- I just like let Devo get in before mm-hmm. Duran Duran is all I'm saying. I sure. mean, that's all. There's yeah, a lot. And that's fair. I do. <laughs> 
It's literally fair. Because <laughs> I'm not saying Devo didn't do this to get yeah. girls, but they had like a way bigger plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they were looking for different types of girls. So they weren't uh, as worried about their hair. Let's say that. Right. It no, was they, like, that's why they put those hats on. They, exactly. they were covering the hair yeah. or they were putting on fake hair as yeah, they did right. in Duty Now for the Future. Yeah, exactly. So next category is classic albums. We've talked about Q, Are We Not yep. Men, A, We Are Devo is... An extremely classic album, always <laughs> yes. always in the conversation of like yeah. greatest albums of all time. And then I would also throw Freedom of Choice in there as well. Yeah. Not certainly at the tier of Are We Not Men, but like definitely in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So they've got two to their name. The other, I don't think in terms of albums are really considered classics, but having one big one and a then- A huge one. And then like a JV- uh, Absolutely. Is, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think- You've got a Jordan and a Pippin, yeah. so you're doing okay. I, a lot of people, I think, consider them to be like a one-hit wonder because Whip It was so huge yeah. and the rest wasn't. But that was just like hits. But in the rock world, those are two highly influential records. Yes, absolutely. So, and then kind of in, in the same vein, the next category is iconic songs. And then we have like a subcategory for recognizable. I think. Ooh, yeah, I'm interested. Will you play some Yeah, for sure. So I think ones? in terms of iconic songs, like Whip It to some people is annoying <laughs> because of it, it being overplayed, uh, is certainly iconic and definitely recognizable. But then I think with the, the key is to go beyond Whip It, you know, because that's yeah. what that's what everybody knows, right? But I think once you get beyond Whip It, then you start to. There are some songs that you've heard, I bet, that you don't realize. Yeah, that's is what Diva. I'm. I'm very intrigued and interested because I bet I will know more than I think I do. I agree. I um, think you will. I think an iconic diva song is a song called "Uncontrollable Urge," which it goes a little something, I <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. I do know this song. Right. This is a song uh, that John Lennon liked a lot. There's a story where they were playing this song uh, early on, late 70s, and they didn't know John Lennon was in the audience, but they saw him kind of afterwards. <laughs> and they were sitting in their van, and John Lennon came up, and he just started singing the part that's about to come up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was—he just like kept singing it because yeah. it is an earworm. It's so great, yeah. and also to think because we were talking about the Beatles, it is such a Beatles beginning. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand or something. Yeah, but Devo, right. Devo-fied. Like, Devo-fied. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's there, been in so many. Skate I was just videos. gonna say that's been in so many things. Yeah. Oh, did you say state videos? Skate. skate. Oh, skate like skateboarding videos. videos. Yeah. It also sounds like something that the state, the state would have used for sure. Used. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. But also, I mean, Diva has riff? also been cool for the most part with letting kind of any of their songs be in commercials because yes. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like to get to like sneak through these like crazy messages that they right. have into commercials about Swiffer Sweepers right. or nachos or whatever, you yeah. know? It's like the perfect closing of that loop oh you want to buy this thing that's me talking about how buying this thing is the dumbest thing you could do great sounds good i'll cash that check i think another i don't know i hesitate to call it recognizable i think it's iconic because of what it did mm-hmm. and we were talking about taking the beatles and those tropes and divifying them yep. the, the biggest example of this is and i'm going to play this not telling Kristen what it great. is great okay And I feel like you may have heard it because, like, it's a it is a popular song, especially among I hesitate to say artists, but like it sounds like the Talking Heads to me, like mm-hmm. so yeah. much, yeah. yeah. So this is off the Are We Not that, Men that album. Bass. This is track two yeah. after Uncontrollable Urge. Oh whoa! Yeah. But 
Yep. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Wait, but. Wait, 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 I think this song kicks ass. It kicks ass. ass. These drums are like, this is such a. But they're just, this is a cover, yes. Well, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, oh, it's a cover. Yeah, no, I knew it was Satisfaction from the beginning, but uh-huh. I was like, you're not going to drag, like, turn on me. This is like when I found out that Take Me to the River was a cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but, like, this is a cover of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, obviously. Too. Yeah, but it's such a. I was like, because like, that's like a very iconic story of how they wrote Satisfaction. And I was like, this isn't going to be one of those things where suddenly I didn't know that the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones went back Stones in time. Devo. <laughs> the Rolling Stones were covering Devo in some weird time warp. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Good. Right. Yeah, I did know that, and I have heard that song. I have heard that cover before. Okay. But now yeah, I yeah. was like, is there going to be some no, weird no, no. twist? But such a bold move, especially at that time. Oh yeah. To c- take, you know, to touch that. Even. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To take the like maybe the most famous classic rock and roll song and just completely tear it apart mm-hmm. and make something new out of it. It's like when Ashanti used that same sample that Biggie had used. Mm. Um, it's a lot like it's that. It's exactly like that. It really is, actually. And thing. this that's for one person out there listening to this. There's <laughs> one person who knows what I'm talking about. But Another cool little fact is Devo played this on Saturday Night Live a week after the Rolling Stones had been on. <laughs> Dang. Which I think is a really, really cool. That's a power some move. people would say. That's a real power move, and I That's like it. That's amazing and great. You might know this one just because it has the, it has kind of the refrain uh, that comes to the defined Devo. And it, I mean, it's it's the name of the album, but this song is called Jocko Homo. I have heard this song before. Yeah, and it's just kind of them... I mean, there's stories of them playing this song for, like, 25 minutes, maybe longer, until, like, the people had to literally, the people at the venue literally had to come up and pull out the cords and the plugs and be like, stop, you're you're done. Because they, for them, sometimes it was just about, almost in, like, an Andy Kaufman way, like, seeing how long they could, and testing people's patience. Yeah. We are Devo. And you can imagine them just, I mean, they would just repeat it. Over and over. I don't like it. It's challenging you to like it. And you're not throwing this on while you're just like hanging out. (laughs) That's not not a bop. I'm going to say it. It Uh, is a mood, but it is not a bop. I mean, they've got a bop that I like. I would honestly put that song on to do yeah, stuff I mean, just because I, I love it. I, I would too, but I just it. mean generally. Yes. Yes. I mean, the only the thing I population. could think of doing to that song is like, I don't know. Leaving. Yeah. Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like you could build a robot to that song maybe. I feel like you it, could. It, it, it takes a factory, an assembly could, line. Yeah. You could assemble a thing. You could disassemble a toaster to that song. You could assemble a robot. This I like. Yeah. This makes me feel good. This has an unfortunate name. Yeah, it does. Oh, no. But, you know, this, uh, is time, it, time is a funny thing. Right. Is, time it, is it N-word, F-word? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, you, you, I, I'm not about to bend over backwards to try and uh, contextualize it in a way where Devo was aware of the... It's not called Mongoloid. Oh, boy. But, like, you know, they, they were so smart, and it, it, it certainly was satirical, but also it's just like, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that doesn't yeah. fly anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 
Hey, it's me, Joe, from the future, or I guess the present. Anyway, it's not 2018 anymore, and I'm talking to you now, and I hope you're enjoying our remastered edition of the Devo episode we did in 2018 with River Butcher. Uh, we're going to go to a break, and then when we come back, you're going to be in the middle of just some random Devo talk, so don't get scared. Embrace it. Love it. And we'll be right back. Like, Devo, I have been thinking about that. I'm not, like, a musician or anything, but I've been trying to play guitar to, like, have another thing to do to make me feel good. And, like, I would love to do covers of their songs as, like, country songs. Because, like, this is, like, already, you could slow this thing down. It's a country song. This is, like, a surf song right now. Yeah, so... This might sound familiar. This is a heavily featured in The Life Aquatic. I, I mean, it sounds very much like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a gut feeling. And then when we get to uh, Freedom of Choice, uh, has like, like Whip It, there's a lot of songs on that album that has uh, a more commercial feel to it. I just want to point out, uh, we talked about, you know, they took the... I can't get no satisfaction and, and kind of tore it apart. And then, yeah, 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 is very Beatles. One thing that you may or may not have noticed, the riff from Whip It is Oh Pretty Woman. You might know this song. Yes. Girl You Want. This is my yes. favorite Devo This song this maybe my kicks as well. ass. That, this this song, kicks off Freedom of Choice. drums and, yeah. This song is great. And I'd say the other recognizable. And this is like that kind of like great, this is like new wave to me. This is like post-punk yeah, it new fits wave. In there. This it, is like. For sure fits in there. This is the I guess t- it's type just the of rest music that of I like. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. been, when you take pieces of Devo out, yes. But then when you look at the whole thing, you're like, oh, this is kind of bigger than new wave. I guess that's I mean, what it's I mean. like art rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's. Art rock. Yes, for cool. sure. Yeah, yeah. Is, is part of that movement. And then th- this is probably the yes. other most recognizable. Great skank yeah. and pickle cover of this song. Have you ever Ooh. heard that? No. I don't, I don't know what words you just said. Yeah, you don't know skank and, skank and pickle? You know? No. Well, honestly, when I think of the of Devo, I think of the Aquabats, yeah. too. Like, right. it's got, like, a very, you know, <coughs> similar uh, type of vibe. And then the, uh, oh, maybe the only other thing I would throw in there is their cover of... Working in a coal mine. Oh, well, this is in a. <clears throat> Which is a good. This is a. This is cool, and I like it. Have you guys? Have you seen Human Highway, Joe? I have not. You should see Human Highway. That's the Neil Young. It is, yeah. Right, so Neil Young. I know the story is that yeah. Neil Young, brought, when he made a movie, when he directed a movie, he brought Hidden uh, Devo. And they're like part of it. Radioactive coal miners, like so, they're like nuclear waste miners, basically, and they're all glowing red. And this song, this like a version of this song is in it. Bougie Boy's in it. He's like the star of it, basically. That's really funny. It's so weird. Bougie Boy is Devo's like kind of mascot in a way. Oh, is he their boss? Iconic. In a way, yeah. Okay. He doesn't do any hype. He's just kind of there doing his own performance. Oh yeah, yeah. His like he's a little bit of an audience surrogate in a way. But then also oh, a representation some, of them. Does he like dance around or does he? He just does not. Watch? No, he's just doing his no. own thing. Often in a crib, sticking a fork in a toaster. You know, he's wild. See, he's, that's he's the kind of thing. stuff that you could do to that song. Mm-hmm. Working right. in the coal mine, written by Alan Toussaint, an inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the non-performer category. Nice. Oh, and mostly it's like a songwriter. Uh, okay, so iconic songs, recognizable songs, more than you would think, I guess more is the point of it's that category. And then the next category is commercial success. So, I mean, like we've talked about Whip It and that Freedom of Choice album, it was a monster success. 
And that song was a real big hit. Now, the rest of their career, they preferred to not be <laughs> so popular because then the record company wouldn't bother them. You know? <laughs> yeah. They kind of. like flying under the radar. A yeah. Bit. I think they were known as being like, especially to the record company, being very efficient. And they would uh, deliver their music, and it would do well, would hit the mark that was expected, maybe do a little bit more, and that would be fine. They'd get to make another album because they're reliable. But then when Whip It happened, it became this hit. Suddenly, the mark has changed for yeah, what is expected yeah, right. of them. And then suddenly people are showing up in the studio representing the record label, and now they aren't quite as comfortable making the music that they like to make. Because they weren't going to change anything. Yeah, They weren't like, oh, we have to make <laughs> I mean, another yeah. Whip It. That was never going to happen. Never. And the, the next song they had, I mean, one of the next songs they had after that album was a song called Through Being Cool. We're through being cool. We're through being cool. So as to say... Yeah, no, I, we were, were cool for a little that. bit. We're yeah. done. <laughs> we're not going to do that. So, you know, they have they have commercial success. That's not a category. You know, they're not putting up Bon Jovi numbers, but they certainly aren't putting up big star numbers. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so... Or it, like it's, even MC5 numbers. Or John right. Prine numbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's something in, yeah. something in the middle. So People have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like most oh, people know what Devo is. Yeah. You know? Uh, longevity is the next category. Devo's peak, you know, uh, longevity doesn't obviously mean how long they've been around it's more about like how long were they relevant and how long were they kind of a part of the conversation and you know it's from 78 was are we not men and then i'd maybe take it through potentially to the mid 80s mm -hmm. maybe creeping into the late 80s but that was about their run so less than a decade not terrible but, you know, longevity is a category where, like, a, an Aerosmith scores a lot of points because they, yeah, they span right. decades, you know. Yeah. That's not... They're dying on stage. That's what's happening. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He's going to die Devo, on that mic Devo has come back, you know, and they perform oh, yeah. every once in a while. And it kind of depends on your definition of longevity. Are mm -hmm. you touring and doing all the same shit? Okay. But Are you Devo a... is still influencing music. Yes. Right. It, it, so that's the next category. Yeah. Next category okay. is oh, yeah. influence yeah, innovation, yeah. which is one Huge. of the most important categories. I think they blow that all the way out, you know. And it, it grows with time. You know, you hear probably more bands that are influenced by Devo than you do that are like influenced by, say, Jefferson Airplane. Right. For yeah. example. I mean, who? Like, yes. What band right. would you <laughs> ever hear say we're really influenced by Aerosmith? And be t you couldn't be taken seriously. Yeah, and mean not it. because yeah. Aerosmith mm -hmm. is bad. Like there are Aerosmith songs that I like. Crying is on a commercial now, and it like <laughs> takes me way back. Yeah. To, like, my Sweet emotion. That's a great yeah. song. Not that one, but Sing Dream with on. It, Sing, but yeah, Dream, Dream on. on. Come on, yeah. man. Those yeah. are great fucking songs. Yeah, you can't deny that. But it's also them. Aerosmith. And like yeah. if you said we're really influenced by Aerosmith, people would think you were like a cover band. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you what say like you we're really influenced influenced by Devo, people will be like, really? Oh, cool. Okay, all right. Yeah. Like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're holding like an acoustic guitar and you're like, we're really mm -hmm. influenced by Devo, people are going to be like, people be like what what's is this going to be? About? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you're playing country songs that you're exactly. playing country covers Devo. You. It's not necessarily a famous cover, but on the B-Sides collection Incesticide by Nirvana, mm -hmm. they cover a Devo song. They cover a song called Turnaround. Which is you wouldn't necessarily draw the line from Devo to Nirvana, but they were very influenced. And Dave Grohl on the nominating committee 
is the person who brought up Devo <laughs> yeah. at this year's meeting. There you go. <gasps> you know that for sure? Yes. How did you find this out? So when they were announcing the nominees. Why did I get so excited? I love it. You care so much. You're in. You are so You're deep. In. You're deep in. You're deep. I am very curious about what the meetings are like. Mm -hmm. So one of the nominating committee members, Alan Light, who's like a longtime journalist and with Rolling Stone in particular, went on some serious XM radio show to announce the nominees and he gave a lot of insight and that was he brought up that yeah it was Dave Grohl who pushed for Devo oh, uh, okay next category does my mom know who they are absolutely and yes. it's been brought up before oh, people yeah. know the my name mom. Devo does Mark or used to when she used to work at a bank as a bank teller she used to do Mark Mother's Boss parents banking so yes my That's mom wow. also she's like a couple mother's years mother than them. mother's boss mother yeah yeah the the mother mother mother's boss yeah yeah everybody uh, like it's just funny because I I I am literally from the same place not mm -hmm. the same neighborhood but the same place yeah it's so obvious to me that they came out of there so we're gonna add a question here yes. We're gonna, I mean, we're going <gasps> to... Oh, great. Oh, this is a new... new. So we're going to go through our verdict. Great. Should Devo get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they get in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame? When? And then a new question, will it be this year? Okay. So well, that's Chris, like... An, that's like, uh, will be answered with when. Right. But it's... They're up okay. this year. So will they get in? We'll start with Kristen. My answer is yes. Should they get in? Yes. Right. When? I don't think they're going to get in this year. Unless Grohl has just is out there, you know, working the phones, Canvassing. lighting it up. You know, <laughs> yeah. if he's like out there, he's got some influence. He's got some pull. I just think with the field of candidates this year, I don't know. It's possible. But I do think that they will get in within the next five years. That is my prediction. Okay. I mean, I got to say, I fully agree with what you just said. <laughs> That's like pretty much my assessment. Yeah. I feel kind of 50-50 that they would get in first try or in five years. Like it's either going to be first try or it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're like the zombies. I think they're going to be up and everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, they should put them in, but it's just not going to happen. Which is why right I feel away. like maybe the first time because they'd be like, oh yeah, Devo, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I there's think kind it of a, twist that there's way. kind of a yeah. lot of artists this year that are yeah. like that as well. Like, right. Oh yeah, Roxy Music. Roxy <laughs> right. Music should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. exactly. Also, the Devo is like dying off, unfortunately. The, yeah, within the past yeah. few years, we, we've lost, lost a few members of Wait, really? Devo. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The drummer, Alan Myers, and then mm -hmm. Bob Casale. That could work in their favor then. People would be like, we got to get a live show before well, they... Well, I mean yeah, like... I don't think no. if Maybe if they would have been nominated right after one of those guys died, but they were not okay so yeah. i mean this is like 2014 something like that joe what do you think i i gotta agree i mean like yeah. i yeah you of guys they nailed it in. Yeah. listen to you that really sometimes Someone's i get becoming an expert uh... <laughs> it's but a yeah, feeling and you got it within the next within the next five years i think is is my assessment and it's very promising that they got on the ballot yeah uh and i think obviously they should and i think they will all right let's say they get inducted say they get inducted this year who inducts them who gives the speech Ooh. to induct them I think the aforementioned Neil Young is an interesting yeah, choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Because we know that he likes them. Yeah. I think a wild pick that I don't think the Hall would go for, but I think would be fun, would be Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. I think Weird Al Yankovic, his music, you know, and he he does a very good Devo pastiche called Dare to be Stupid that they always play live and they get into like these yellow, basically hazmat suits. <laughs> There's a mutual admiration, plus I think his music owes a little something to Devo. Mm -hmm. um, How about Jimmy Carter? <laughs> Jim, yeah. How about Tommy Pickles? <laughs> yes! I'm here for it. Steve uh, Zissou. Uh, I mean, Wes Anderson is, yeah, is Wes not Anderson a, yeah. a bad pick. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could see that. I mean, Grohly. Yeah, Grohly. Yeah. I mean, we know he's a fan mm-hmm. and he would love to do it. Devo also came up when Pearl Jam was inducted. Eddie Vedder just... He oh, boy. Na- he and Eddie will great, induct yeah. anybody. <laughs> all right? He's like in the Hall of Fame of inductors. Yeah, he's right. inducted a lot he's of a people. He's a generous guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Seems like... he's out there. But he, he, they, they were checkmarked in Pearl Jam's uh, acceptance speech. One of those... Yeah. Name checked. I think those are great calls. Name checked. So we know who of the band would be inducted because they post that when someone's nominated. And it's Ooh. it's who you'd expect. It's the Casal Brothers, Bob Any and Gerald. Snubs? It's the Mother's Bob Brothers, Mark, and another Bob, and then Alan Myers. Uh, no snubs, really. That's basically what That's the... too many Bobs in a band. You know what? I'm out. I don't think that Devo should get <laughs> in. <laughs> we got uh, two sets of brothers, one set of Bobs. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Sorry. Nope. So when an artist is inducted, they typically play three songs. Mm-hmm. What three songs do they play at the induction ceremony? They play the robot one. You think Jocko Homo? Yeah. That's an interesting... I could see them do a, a, doing a medley where they start off with Jocko Homo and go into something. Where they yeah. like psych you out. They You think they're going to just play that the whole mm-hmm. time. And then they... I mean, or, I would love it if they did not play with it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, and they're the type of band... I think Satisfaction is such a good choice because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's what I think would be great. If they start playing the beginning of Whip It and then they just play Jocko Jocko Homo for the right They psych psych people out. Yeah. They seem like the type of band that wouldn't necessarily play Whip It. Or they play Whip It at Soundcheck and then they prank everybody at the thing. But I think, as you were saying, especially because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, playing I Can't Get No Satisfaction is like a really great choice. Totally. I think Girl You Want is they gotta. It's the I, song I, mean, like, I it's, want. It's hard to pick to three, hear. you know? It is hard to pick three. I th- but I think Satisfaction's a, a good bet. I think Uncontrollable Urge yeah, is also definitely. Yeah, a yeah, good yeah, bet. Yeah, 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 And then if yeah. not Whip It, which is probably what I would predict for the third one, then maybe, I don't know, Gates of Steel. Yeah, Freedom of Choice. Freedom of Choice. <laughs> I guess my three would be Whip It, Uncontrollable Urge, and Satisfaction. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good that's trio. With a uh, girl you set. want coming in at fourth. Yeah, coming sure. in the fourth slot, and if they gets let cut them play from four, broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. That was the remastered 2018 Devo episode with River Butcher. Not as much of a deep dive as we do now, but kind of fun to see how we used to do episodes, and I think still an entertaining conversation with some people who like talking about music. And isn't that what our show is and always has been? And listen, I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't listen to this episode because it's a rerun, essentially. So I want to thank you specifically, not only for listening, but making it all the way to the end. Look at that. You did it, and this is a little something extra special for you for making it all the way. Other people, they're not the real ones, but you're the real fans. And you know what? I appreciate that. So as always, you know you can follow us at RockHallPod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is our email. If you want Kristen to see that, you need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it to her, and she doesn't want to read it. So that's how that goes. Uh, Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and while you're at it, rate and review us. Not only is it nice for us to see when people review us but that five-star review i say it a lot but i'll reiterate it because i got a little extra time it's not like we're going super long every five-star review we get it just kind of puts us up a notch and it allows us to be seen by folks who maybe want to listen to a music history podcast and but they don't know about us you know we're still a relatively small show but i think people who like music 
might want to listen to us. But I think a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast as a topic might scare people. But if it's suggested to them a lot, they might take a chance on it. And it only will be suggested to them if we get a lot of reviews that are five stars. So five stars only. Of course, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. And I'm going to have to do this by myself. That's kind of crazy. I feel weird doing it. I've never done it by myself. Maybe I can find... Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find the one from the Devo episode, and then I'm going to put it right here. Because I think that would just be... That wouldn't be okay for me to do it by myself. So, I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Chris Stoddard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. Rock Hall.